Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with Read This. When I find a good piece of criminal justice writing that I think you'd like, I bring it to you. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a piece that appeared in ProPublica on December 4th and in the New York Times Magazine on December 8th. The New York Times title was False Witness. The ProPublica title was He's a Liar, a Con Artist, and a Snitch. His testimony could soon send a man to his death. This is an article, an epic piece about jailhouse snitches, and it takes the particular case, years and decades spanning case, of a man named Paul Skalnik. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, S-K-A-L-N-I-K, who has a decades-long record as a fraudster, a thief. Uh, He's not a good guy, but what he seems to do really well is perform as a jailhouse informant for police in high-stakes cases, particularly murder cases, as a way of doing himself lots and lots of good in his own many criminal justice charges. Uh, And the case focuses on one particular incident, a case against a man accused of a murder who has always maintained his innocence, who might not have been convicted but for the detailed testimony of Skolnick who testified that this man uh, approached his cell, Skolnick's cell in the jail, and told him that he had done the crime and that he would beat it, uh, and who supplied, supposedly, many other details. Skolnick then testified to this at the man's trial, and this convicted defendant now awaits execution. Skolnick, it turns out, has a long record as an informant, uh, particularly in these kinds of serious cases. The reason I think this is worth reading uh, is the depth of this piece and the way that not only do you get insight into this particular snitch and his particular actions, but the entire system, and it is a system of using jailhouse snitches and informants to make cases where the evidence is weak. Um, My colleague at University of California, Irvine Alexandra Natapov, wrote what I consider the book about snitches. It's called Snitch, naturally. And it's a great book. You can still find it out there. Um, And she's quoted extensively in this piece. But what you really see is how the police are willing and glad to have testimony from a guy like Skolnick, how they time and again excuse his own bad deeds, his own criminal activity, as long as he keeps feeding them the testimony that they so badly need to make these big cases that they might not otherwise be able to make. Now, the problems with this, I'm sure, are obvious to many of you out there, Um, but let's just count them up. Number one, of course, is you likely to get false testimony. Number two is that most of these people somehow are able to get up in front of the jury and say they haven't been promised anything. And this is because both these people who are informants, who are snitches, and the prosecutors who use them are too smart to really say out loud or to each other, and certainly too smart to put in writing, yeah, we're going to give you this, we're going to get you off on your own charges, we're going to pay you whatever it is. It's simply understood. 
And that leaves the law has has left a gap which does not require anything other than this for the snitch to get up and say, I basically haven't been promised anything. I'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart. In Skolnick's case, this was really done on steroids because he would say, which was true, I'm a former law enforcement officer. He had been a cop who'd been fired, of course, because he'd been convicted or charged with uh, uh, using bad checks. But he'd say something like, you know, I still have a little law enforcement in me. I'm not doing this for any benefit to myself. It's just because I'm a good citizen, a good citizen who is then cut loose. All right. The next thing we should notice about this, of course, is beyond the damage it does to the system, when that guy is cut loose, not just Skolnick, but any informant gets a major break on a sentence, he has gone out and he has victimized more people. He had some very serious charges against him. Sexual abuse of a minor dropped. Uh, and he would have been in jail for a long time on that. But because he did good informant work, those charges disappeared. And the victim, of course, was left with no justice at all. But then he went on to victimize another minor. So this kind of thing goes on all the time in the system. Uh, it, this may be one of the biggest, most prolific snitch cases out there. Uh, Skolnick uh, may have a record like few snitches have, uh, but he's emblematic of a whole system that depends on jailhouse informants when we know that they are unreliable, that they lie, that they give perjured testimony. Uh, it is simply time to put some strict rules on this, or better yet, to give it up entirely. So read this, the article in the New York Times Magazine, December 8th, called False Witness, the article in ProPublica on December 4th about the con man who put a man on death Row. We'll put links both to the New York Times Magazine and ProPublica up on our website where they have the piece posted. Uh, I hope you'll continue to listen to Criminal Injustice, where we try to bring you all the important things that are happening in the criminal justice sphere, point you to things to read and listen to. Uh, you can always find our older episodes on our website. That's criminalinjusticepodcast.com and find all of our features there, too. Uh, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash criminalinjustice. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris, produced by Josh Rollerson, and supported by listener contributions. Find past episodes, show notes, and much more at criminalinjusticepodcast.com.